Blog Talk Radio. Listen to me. Because I really don't care no more about what anybody thinks. Because if we're going to go down this road and make a covenant, we can't make another covenant with death. You said, Tavis, what is that word about promise? What the, Barbara Jordan, what the American people want is simple. They want an America as good as its promise. Well, America is no good at all. If you have made a promise that you don't keep, what are you? You are a liar. Did they promise the Native Americans? Did they write it in treaties? Did they fulfill it? Did they promise us 40 acres and a mule? Did they fulfill it? Brown versus the Board of Education. 50 years later, where's the promise? Is it fulfilled or are we still in segregated schools? The right to vote. You got it? But the minute they gave it to you, they were finding ways to take it back from you. Can't you open your eyes and see the house is burning? We are dying every day, and we're in a hell of a condition because we've made a covenant with a government that is death itself, with a people that have lied to us, deceived us, and murdered us, and rubs us good on one side and kicks us in the behind on the other. You are a deceived people. If you don't have the testicular fortitude, to say what needs to be said, then sit down and stop trying to say you speak for our people and the hurt of the poor. Now I close. Excuse me. I think I'm getting excited. I applaud this covenant. But it demonstrates our impotence. Because in many of the chapters, it keeps going back to not only what we do, but really, we start looking to the same liar that has continued to promise, but never fulfilled. And that's why God said, if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my faith and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven, forgive your sins and heal your land. So don't look to them. Look to God. Look to yourself. Break your covenant with hell and death. Then make a covenant with black America and let's help implement a road map that will free us and the whites that will be freed can be freed by this. The Mexicans, the Hispanics can be freed by this road map. We are a universal people. But those at the top, they're on their way to hell. And if I got any power, I want to push them into hell as fast as I can. We well... Good evening, and welcome to another edition of the Alpha Show here at TruthWorks Network. 
or the truth must be spoken more than once. Uh, we have uh, quite a bit to cover this evening. So sit back, uh, pop your popcorn, grab your phone, your listening, whatever listening device you got. Uh, give me a call if you want to. That number is 929-477-2867 once we get into the coverage of the topics. And um, let's talk illegitimate. Be it an illegitimate felon. Let's talk illegitimate as an illegitimate traitor. Let's talk about it. Join the discussion and bring it because the truth must be spoken more than once. You see, what you are witnessing from this, and I call him a master because he's a master of the lie. He's a master of the stupid because that's what he prays on. He prays on the dumb people. And he preys on their inability to distinguish the difference between ignorance and just flat-out stupid. And that's what it does. You know, there is a cult of ignorance in the United States. It's always, always been there. The stain of anti-intellectualism has been a constant thread winding its way through our political and cultural life, nurtured by the false notion that democracy means that my ignorance is just as good as your knowledge. Isaac Asimov is the author of that little tidbit. <laughs> Now, let me say it like this. You can't make this stuff up. And I hear the people talking about, this is the worst week for Donald Trump in his presidency. Well, I'll tell you the worst week was when Donald Trump discovered he had successfully stolen this election. And now that he would have to be the president of the United States, not knowing what he's doing, talking out of both sides of his neck and his ass at the same time, he's managed to dribble nonsense as a constant. He's managed to tell people lie after lie because one lie simply covers up the other lie. And I heard a guy joke, he said the the walls are closing in on Trump. And then he said, I guess that's because Mexican has decided to pay for the walls. <laughs> Which seemed to be a little ironic. It seemed to be funny to me because that's what we're doing. That's where we are. And the week started and you know, it's 
it's real tough to keep up with it. That's how fast moving this crap is. He's got Manafort on Tuesday found guilty of eight counts out of 18. He would have been found guilty of all 18, but there was one juror who voted no. And as you know, all counts of guilty must be unanimous. So therefore, there was a mistrial, a hung jury in 10 of those cases. Now, I'm of this ilk. Donald Trump has so alienated, so pissed off, I would say the the community of the FBI, the CIA, the intelligence community, because uh, they hardly know what intelligence is on that side of the aisle. And I call it that side of the aisle because both sides of the aisle seem to be in some, some kind of pit of misery. Democrats don't have the courage, the guts to speak up. You had his number one supporter in the House indicted for insider trading. Then came with the number two support, indicted for campaign financial misdeeds and fraud. And this guy is extremely funny. And he's funny because he is the he is the prime example. He is the epitome of a coward, of a Republican coward. This is the kind of guy that sends a woman to the door to answer the door when the doorbell rings at midnight while he stays and lays in the bed upstairs. Who could be at the door? It could be anyone. But this is the kind of guy Duncan Hunter is. His first response to his um, stealing a quarter of a million dollars in campaign funds is spend it on he and his wife, was that it was the deep state. It was a bunch of Democrats after him. And that none of this should be uh, believed, the same narrative that the truth isn't the truth, that comes from a clown in the Oval Office that simply says, are you going to believe me or your lying eyes? He spoke about deep state. He talked about people getting him. He spoke about people making stuff up. Then two days passed. And after two days had passed, he blamed it on his wife, citing his um, deployment overseas, I guess, in Afghanistan or wherever the hell he was. But he says that It's all on his wife. Now, this is exactly, if not a mirrored image of the Manafort situation where this is about 
This isn't someone saying that he did this. These are the documents. These are the papers that they have. This is evidence in print. And it's hard to stand back and call your signature a liar when you signed it. And he says that um, it's hard to live on a $174,000 salary. He said Republicans say they can't live on that. And a few Democrats I've heard say that too. But they expect people of color and people of very little means to live on $7.25 an hour as they rail against raising the minimum wage. And $15 an hour doesn't cut it. Either it's $22 an hour or more, or you may as well just pack it in. But when I speak about these so-called upstanding, Christian-valued Republicans, they're also some of the same ilk on the Democratic side. However, that's the difference between the two parties. The Democrats aren't trying to take your health care away. The Democrats are not trying to increase your Medicare, your Medicaid, and your Social Security in order to pay for their tax cuts of $1.5 trillion to the rich. And I'm like this. I'm just as progressive as anyone else. But right now, let's address the clear and present danger. The clear and present danger that Republicans present to people that look like us. People in my community, people that I know, people that you know, the least and the last, I call them. Because they have the least and they're the last that count. At least the cloaked Trojan horse Democratic Party is trying to make it look like they're trying to help the working class and they're not. Um, Elizabeth Warren, uh, she came out with an epic and she's proposed this bill that really, literally reigns in the corrupt government. You see, once the government is corrupted, they're able to say, oh, everybody's doing it, everybody's bad, and that um, they all represent the same type of politics. They all represent the same kind of we don't do anything to help middle class and working people. And I'll simply say it like this. You've got to open your open your mind up and do some digging for yourself. 
because that's what's going to help. In this um, in this particular bill that Elizabeth Warren has introduced, um, she was speaking at the uh, National Press Club, and um, it's about comprehensive set of policies and solutions that would fundamentally change the way Washington does business. And it's nothing that we don't agree with, that the majority of the American people don't agree with. But there's simply not enough people to repeat the truth more than once. There's, I believe there were six points to her plan. And um, the first point is the padlocking the revolving door and increase public integrity by eliminating both the appearance and potential financial conflicts of interest, banning members of Congress, cabinet secretaries, federal judges, and other senior government officials from owning, trading individual stock, locking the government to lobby revolving doors and eliminating golden parachutes. In lobbying as we know it, by exposing all the influence peddling in Washington, ban, banning foreign lobbying, banning lobbyists from donating to candidates and members of Congress, strengthening congressional independence from lobbyists, and instituting a lifetime ban on lobbying by former members of Congress. Number three, in corporate capture of public interest rules by requiring disclosure of funding or editorial conflict of interest in rulemaking. And like I said, there are six of these things, and... uh, I would just hope that um, when you get a chance, you check them out because to me they are very important and they go a long way to um, bringing trust in government. She also spoke about two numbers, 73 and 18. And 73 was the percentage of Americans that trusted their government until Ronald Reagan came along and said something about nine words. I'm from the government and I'm here to help you. And that was the beginning of the demonization and vilification of government. It appears that that was the long game. And they played it well. They played it very well. I post this in the chat room. When you get a chance to check it out, check out the the six. I read off three of them, and that's about all I was willing to do. Call me lazy if you want. I don't care. <laughs> but um, there needs to be a bigger shift. There needs to be a shift in the way 
we accept the narrative, the framing of who we are as progressives. Progressives are lumped in with Democrats and liberals, and that's just the reality. That's that's just the way it is. That's just what has been accepted. So something has to change that. You must be able to change that. And you've got to ask yourself, what are we going to do as a people with this clown in the White House? Because after the week that has passed us, I don't understand what they're waiting for. Oh, that's right. Republicans hold the power in the House. Republicans hold the power in the Senate. And they are simply willing to watch this president do his dirt and do his best to destroy this country. No collusion? Well, the collusion was when... They agreed to meet with the Russians. And what did Rudy Giuliani, you know, Rudy Giuliani, the little sycophant that um, talks stupid. And he's supposed to, he was once the, the prosecutor in New York. And you got video of him saying just the opposite of what he's saying now. When he was younger and of, and of sound mind. And any time you are, if a Democrat is on a program and they mention something Rudy Giuliani says, before you start any sentence, the words, Giuliani, that clown, should be screamed. He's nothing more than a clown that you all continue to give a platform to. Why are you talking about what Rudy Giuliani says? Michael Cohen? I don't feel sorry for him. The mere fact that now he is anti, that he is turned on Trump? No. The same with um, Amorosa. Now she wants to chide her record, her pre, let me make a lot of money by hooking up with this clown Donald Trump, who who himself used to be a liberal. Appears no one has clean hands anymore. You can give it a name. You can talk about this one, tit for tat. You can talk about all of the things that you seem to want to ignore that's happening to us and march down that historic path of what about is You can tell us that um, Democrat is this, the Democrats are that, and I don't disagree with you, but it's not the Democrats that are the biggest threat. They're not the present danger. 
we can fix that. Or, as we've been trying to do, we can fix that along the way. Nah. I don't um, too much give a damn about what a Democrat said 10 years ago, 15 years ago. And people quit shooting a damn messenger, okay? <laughs> Just quit shooting a damn messenger. I don't look at the person's history. I listen to what they are, the, the, the story they are bringing my way right now. If they're telling me something that's informative, I'll listen. I don't care what happened 10, 15 years ago or what you did 10 or 15 years ago. That's not going to go away, nor am I going to forget it. But I will take what you say that you have discovered. I'll take it and I'll run with it. There has to be this line drawn in the sand. You have to speak out against this meme of whataboutism. Because right now, (laughs) it's only a matter of time. And what we have created or what has been created as the democratic side, progressives and liberals alike, try to feebly fight back in a feckless, ineffective way because they simply don't understand one thing, and that is that the truth must be spoken more than once. And as the other side continues to feed their base the red meat, the divisive hatred, you see instances of emboldened racists just coming out from every slithering rock, every hiding place that's possible. And once enough of them have come out... What do you got? You stay sorry just for show. You live like that. You live with ghosts. You forget, you forget, but you never let it go. Band-aids don't be bullet home. You stay sorry just for show. You live like that. You live with ghosts. If you love like that. No matter what, know your values. No matter what, know you matter. The I Declare Show, home of Real Raw Right Now Talk Media. 
I Declare a Show is where we deal with the difficult, real, raw, right now. The I Declare a Show. Real Raw Right Now Talk Media, I Declare it. The I Declare Show, Tuesdays, 9 p.m. I'm Janice Graham, and I declare it's real, raw, and right now. The I Declare Show with India Declare. The I Declare Show with India Declare, Tuesday, Tuesday nights, 8 p.m. Central Time. It's the I Declare Show, the real raw and right now. Yeah, there's, I've got another one, too. <laughs> I've got another one, too. But um, that's what we will... And that's what this country has developed, bad blood. It's uh, it's only going to spread. It's only going to spread. Now, one of the things, oh, by the way, 929-477-2867 is the number that I can be reached. Call and talk. Call and balk. Say what you got to say. Um but I will declare I will not be entertaining bovine day. This evening, I'm just not in the mood of bovine. Donald J. Trump. You know, that guy. <laughs> that guy with that particular, uh, let's say, knack of racism. The guy who simply... Won't give it a rest and won't keep up. Oh, just off topic here. I've got, um, you know, when you got as many great-grandchildren as I have, that I have um, this is the time of the year where they're going back to school, and I'll be damned. As they, as the, these kids are just, they're getting too big. They look at I'm like, yeah, that's him. Oh, yes. Look at her. That's the same girl. Yeah, that's her. But uh, I don't know how many of you know it, and I've said it before. I'm a great-grandfather to, right now, to the 17th power. I have 17 great-grandchildren. And uh, I was inundated all week long with their pictures of them going back to school. And um, one of the great-grands that was going back to school is, I believe, eight or nine, but um, overnight he seems to have sprung up like a, 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 a monstrous plant. And now he's all big, and he's he's well on his way into his elementary school years, and I've got other ones who are going to, who are entering kindergarten, and they seem to be extremely excited, and they seem to be very, very prepared for the voyage into the beginning of their lives, into the educational part of it. And I just want to mention that and mention them offhand because they are definitely a joy, especially since... I don't have to see him 
all day, every day. They can get on somebody else's nerves. <laughs> they can get on somebody else's nerves, but um, love them, love them to death. Love them to death. So I take my, um, I take all my little pictures that I get of them, and I repost them on Facebook, and I number what number they were as they were born. This is the this young man has to uh, happens to be the second great grandchild, and um, he's on his way, and um, hopefully he will continue down the righteous path and no U-turns, no U-turns allowed. Oh, did you see this news? Well, you know who, um, you know who this Trump defender, this, um, this, uh, what's his name? Paris Denard. Well, CNN has fired or suspended Paris Denard. And um, I couldn't help but see that story. I, I'm i kind of mixed or lost in the reason why, but it has something to do with his behavior towards females and sexual inappropriation. Let me put it like that. <laughs> and uh, I was happy to see that because... You're talking about, I'm talking about one, if you say anything that uh, he seizes upon every so-called insult, personalize it, and make it uh, about himself instead of about and make it about himself instead of about the topic. So I was happy to see that CNN is finally dumped him and gotten rid of his uh, his opinion. So if um, you don't see old Paris Denard around anymore, just smile and keep it moving. You don't need to. Uh, another unbelievable, just unbelievable story that I came across was... Um, and I posted it, and I, and I, um, it's a, a ex-Republican, an ex-GOP uh, state. She's a state rep. She stole nine hundred and twenty-eight thousand dollars from taxpayers to go on a lavish vacation, and she blames mental illness. I, 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 I couldn't get away from that story. I just, I just couldn't. It was so. It wasn't that it was so unbelievable because that's what I expect from them. But these are the kind of things that, the one thing I did. Um, comment on on that story was um, this is uh, she said that uh, what did she say was the reason she was in court and she said uh, 
She stole 900000 from public coffers between 2010 and 2017. The report noted that former officials went on a lavish vacation in and outside of the state, and, and documents related to the investigation also showed daily deposits into Riddick's bank account over a period of more than seven years. Now, at the sentencing, now, she pleaded. She pleaded to this crime. She pleaded guilty to this crime. Or should I say, she pleaded not guilty by reason of insanity. <laughs> by reason. Um, she prior to sentencing, Riddick's lawyer told the jury that the Republican has a heart condition and was abused as a child, which led her to have this compulsion to hoard money. Who doesn't have that compulsion, people? To hoard money. She held an elected position and she breached the trust of the taxpayers. And that was her excuse. Laughable? Yes, absolutely. Empathy? Hell no. I have none for her. But she only got two to, what was it? Uh, No, she got five to seven years. And she... uh, she got five to seven years, and I think the total was nine hundred and twenty-six thousand, and that's what she has to pay back. Nine hundred and tell me something. Where is she going to get it from? And it's like this restitution she stole, and a prison sentence of five to five to seven years for stealing damn near a million dollars. What is that? Is that a mental disorder or is that white privilege? Oh, my goodness. Which one is that? A mental disorder or white privilege? These are the questions that people of color ask because of the disproportionate or the disparaging sentences that we receive as opposed to our white counterparts who do the same. We can um, we can talk about it. We can laugh about it. But uh, pathetic is the only thing I want to say about it. That's all. That's all. I can't take no more. I can't take no more of that particular story. Let me move on. And um, just in case you're wondering, I'm like this. I think um, the district. I think the Southern District of New York is prosecuting, or I would say investigating. 
because they haven't come out saying that they're prosecuting. They got into Pecker, is that his name? Pecker from the National Enquirer. He's got a safe full of goodies. And um, the boy from um, the CFO of the Trump Foundation has been given immunity. <laughs> so somebody's ass is in a sling and they just don't know it yet. I would like to find out who, but like all this other nonsense, we'll have to wait. We'll have to wait and wait and wait. And oh, by the way, he will pardon Manafort after the election. He will fire Jeff Sessions after the election. And if the state the state of New York and at the state level, I think there are three or four different agencies who can bring charges. If they don't indict and charge the Trump children and basically hold this man and hold him at bay. And when he comes in, you know, he loves to, how many times has he said no collusion? And the and the facts for the Russia investigation aren't even in yet. He's allowed hookers and, uh, I call them hookers, but uh, what they really are are playboy models. And um, strippers. I'm finding, I'm searching for my words, but, uh, and he's allowed them to bring him, and they're more of a threat now to him than Russia, and Russia continues to beat, that heartbeat continues to roll on, and I would simply hope that it continues to roll on, and I would simply hope that uh, they prosecute this man with extreme prejudice, and hold these Indictments over the head, over his head, and tell him, resign and take everybody with you. That goes for Pence. That goes for every cabinet member, every corrupt cabinet member that you brought in. Rescind every executive order that you have signed. And since we're all crooks, you this is this is our deal to you. This is our Art of the deal. Roll it back. And then we might consider with you resigning and getting out of the way, we'll go back to a regular order of business. 929-477-2867. I would hold the Donald Trump administration hostage. And if Democrats take the House back, um, the only thing they have to say is this man can't be trusted. He is an unindicted felon. 929-477-2867. Joining me is uh, 617. Welcome to the Alpha Show. Thank you for calling Truthworks Network. Good evening, Alpo. Good to hear you. 
boy, you're you're having a, you're having some some tough shows in the last week. I, I just want to say one thing: do not take a break. If you take a break while I'm talking, I will come to Chicago tonight. <laughs> <laughs> see, see that, see that. That ain't right. That ain't, you told me to take breaks. She she basically can call me up on the phone too. Three, four, five hours ago, and they scoreded me because I didn't take enough breaks. And I was going to say, well, I'll wait till she take a break, and I'll take a break when she calls. But, um, but, but see, you have, to, you have to understand that when we start getting sponsors, you have to be in the habit of running ads. This is radio, not podcasting. A difference. How many, but anyway, how many this sponsors is what I called you about. I don't want to take up a lot of time. What? No, no, you always take up a lot of time. How many sponsors we got? (laughs) (laughs) If you you take a break, maybe we get some. (laughs) (sighs) uh, As a CEO, I'm very, very specific about what kinds of ads that I will take. Oh, okay. So you we ha- we have principles up in here. Was that Atlantic or Pacific? Which one? <laughs> <laughs> we not okay, selling okay. no pork. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can sell pork. Don't 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 let the you know. I just saw I just saw one of my um, Facebook friends. He is um, an devout Muslim, and he's adamant against pork and eating pork. And I saw on his page where he was touting the deliciousness of seafood. And they happened to be bottom feeders. And I said to myself, what's the difference? Wet shit or dry shit? It don't matter. <laughs> well, this is, I, I, I'm not ignoring what you are talking about. Um, but I do want to remind people, you know, sometimes black people, we have so much that we have to carry around in our brains and try to remember our history that seemed to be hidden for for, uh, hundreds of years and we're discovering over and over how great our legacy is in this country. And so I I just want to remind people that we have to be consistent and we can't be flawed by virtue of our own um, dismissal of standards. And by that I mean we can't participate in hypocrisy about what this country is all about. I came um, online uh, at the time of the announcement of the death of um, Senator John McCain. Um, And I see that there are loads and loads of black people on the Internet who are joining in the condolences. Now, my parents always taught me, if you don't have anything good to say, you don't say anything at all. 
So I have been very silent on the occasion of his departure. But I think as a people we have to be reminded who this man was. He was a man who took joy in calling Vietnamese Americans kooks. He was a man who fought Martin Luther King Day as a national holiday and as a holiday even after it was passed as a national holiday, as a holiday in the state, official holiday in the state of Arizona. He was a man who drummed the desk against the Iranian people to go to war. He was a man who was a hawk. He was a man who called himself a leader in the Senate, yet allowed eight years of blocking Obama legislation that would have helped millions of people. He was a man who opposed Obamacare even as a compromise and universal health care in this country. He was a man who voted for Ben Carson, Betsy DeVos, Wilma Ross, Steve Mnuchin, and I can go on. So I just want to remind people that as this country over the next couple of days begins to reform the history of John McCain, of who he really was, the essence. And I'm not talking about if you white and you love John McCain, have at it. But if you're black, you've got to be real about the history and the character that he demonstrated as a senator. I don't know what ha- I mean, I was aware of his captivity and return to home during the Vietnam War. And to me, we should never have been there. We allowed, we were, we were worshiping at the altar of France and followed them into Vietnam. Thank you, John F. Kennedy. But we have to, we have to really decide where our side is, and that's not the same thing as deciding what side you're on. We have to know in order to fight what we the fight that we need to fight who we are and who we are has to define who our heroes are whose back we're going to have and who we're going to support that's why we end up with a political structure with characters inside of the, the structure that compromise our interests away. That's what I wanted to say. 
elbow. Continue. Okay. Um, and, and, and also we have to remember, all Americans should remember that John McCain brought us Sarah Palin and that he was part of the Lincoln Savings and Loan Association um, cor- corruption posse, uh, what is known as the Keating Five. So, you know, and, and thanks for Otis in the chat room for reminding us. But I think it's just so important uh, to understand that we we have to, you know, my father used to used to say all the time that he's taking he's taking he's making a list, checking it twice, and that's what we have to be doing. We have to be taking a list and checking it twice. And we have to put people in check. John McCain had an opportunity to be better, and he chose not to be. He's not the first dead person in in the world. Uh, I had no affection for him whatsoever when when he is living, and I think nothing will change for me as a result that he is dead. That's not to, to to say that I'm cold-hearted. I'm not cold-hearted, but I'm cold-blooded. Well, you kind of uh, stole all my thunder there. Okay, because you were going to call me cold-blooded. Well, was, <laughs> no, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> nope, I was simply thinking that. Like you said, when you first said it, if you couldn't say nothing nice, I'll say hi. I didn't, I didn't, you didn't hear me mention. Right. I, was, I have a, I well, have let a someone else raise on it. social media or any of those things. And while I've got you, Alpha, I, I want you to know how much I appreciate. People don't out there don't realize how much preparation that it takes to do two hours of talk radio because whatever, whatever pops up, whatever pops off, You've got to be prepared as a host and putting in the time. Um, I mean, I can't believe um, today was the first day that I came back as your producer. And I can't believe how many hours I had to spend just to support you in putting this show in. I would really appreciate, and we need to ask people to support us. Because if you understand the needs of black people, one of the things that we need to do is to gather, to have a sanctuary, to be able to speak truth through the lenses of black people, unabated. And that's what we try to do. Um you know, one of our greatest gifts is that we have a dual citizenship, a dual lens that we are by human as Americans. We can see America through the lenses 
of those who are privileged and white by their whiteness. And we can see ourselves through our lenses as a people that has to live with 400 years of oppression and it, its competent outcomes. So um, I, I think that people need to support us more. Yes, you can go on some of these podcasts and people are ranting and raving and um, slinging all kinds of conspiracy theories and and being hateful and evil. And and what we do, um, you, India, me, I really miss Matthew Johnson. I miss Playfell Benjamin. And I'm wow. working really hard. <laughs> Wait, well, you Why know, do you miss Playfell? You know, you know, I've, I've, Playfell has been part of our common ground since since the 1980s. Why? <laughs> Playfell is Playfell Benjamin is one of the smartest people you will meet. One of the things that I like about him is that he's undisputedly arrogant about how we meet our history. He's unapologetically arrogant, too. Yeah, he is. I mean, but if you take the time, if you take the time, you know, and the thing is, you've got to realize, I I, I just uh, talked to Bob Law the other day. Um, Bob Law, um, Joe Madison came after us um, because Joe didn't, didn't even come over out of um, uh, Detroit until um, the nineteen, the late nineteen, early two thousands, when he came over to WOL. Um, you know, so we really have to um, think about the old warriors like myself. Um, so we have, you know, Joe, but some of these new people, they're just like the customer service people. You know, you, you run into those 20-something customer service people at um, at wherever you go to shop and you're trying to resolve an issue. I had a customer service person tell me that I need to wait. And I said, hold up, sister. I don't need you to tell me what I need to do. Here is the customer service language, and you should listen very carefully. It's, may I ask you to wait? (laughs) (laughs) So So, you're about to start in trouble. uh, Uh-uh. You know, I've, I've just gotten that way. I don't have to rush back home to get on a conference call, so so I can do my no, thing. No, now. no, 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 no. <laughs> you know, let me tell you, let me tell the people what happened. When you said you've gone back to promoting my show, and let me tell you how I found out about it. I was like, I was sitting here in my kitchen table, and I heard, and I answered the door, and it was you talking about. I'm taking over now. Get out of the way. And I'm like, what's wrong? And that, and that's how it happened, people. She just called me on the phone and started beating me upside my head. You got to take breaks. 
you got to do this, you got to do that. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay, okay. I wasn't going to argue with the boss, but just damn. <laughs> so, so anyway, we, we've got talk people who have, we've got black talk people, independent black talk people who have decided that the way to keep an audience is to just keep mess going and charge it up so people are arguing and cussing and carrying on, you know, like reality TV or something. Well, Um, it's been established that that bovine sells. And, I mean, but see, that's that's my entire point. They, They sell BS. We're basically trying to peddle the truth here. We're trying to repeat the truth enough so people will get it and people will understand it. And if we don't see it more than once, it's lost. That's right. You know, you always did like that. The truth has to be has to be spoken more than once. Um, so, so in any I'm case, not, um, I never got no money for that either. I know. Uh, uh-uh, uh, that was mad, Alpo. <laughs> oh, I came up with don't, that. Don't do that. Don't, don't, uh-uh. don't do that. Play the tape. Don't do Play that. the tape. Play the tape. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, all I'm gonna do is I'm I'm just gonna lie about it and keep lying about it. Yeah. Tell yeah. you that the truth don't mean. You know, I I listened to to India last night. There are very few talk show hosts who provide that much detailed information, so people walk away. Understanding clearly how they got to through the to the to the through the thought process. So we're just asking people, you know, to recommend this to your friends. Retweet our tweets. Uh, Alpha is at Alpha Eight. I don't know how he got that handle on Twitter. I have no idea. Um, but we have TWN Talk. That's the the hand, uh, the Twitter handle for TruthWorks Network, um, and to reach and and to and to share our our, our Facebook pages, posts. Um, those are all of the things that. Those are all of the things that people do for that They've got million dollar budgets to market their shows. And we run as serious radio. Um, we run to those shows as though our lives depend upon it. But when you examine, especially on the urban view, those are people who are centrist. Karen Hunter was a Republican until she got a radio show where black people listened, or she still might be a Republican and, and make excuses. And about just think. And I, and just and think, I think I'm, she's a very bright woman. I, 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 I do think she's a very bright woman. I'm not trying to hit her or anything, or to say disparaging things. It's just simply the truth. Bob Law for decades, thousands of dollars, the voice of black people in New York, because he was an activist. But he lost his show to black people who rant and rave and think that this is all about 
um, what I got to say, and after that, when the show goes off, there's nothing more. So, um, and they get thousands of dollars for this. Yeah, they do. They get thousands. Of, I'm doing this for two Klondike bars and a bowl of grits. <clears throat> I'm sorry, I can't put pay for Klondike bars. They're too expensive. You'll just have to settle for the grits. bowl of grits. I'll have to settle for <laughs> the bowl of grits. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Just down. <laughs> so, um, you know, I just, there are people out there who are faking black people and making millions. You said thousands. I said millions. Um, you know, and and at this juncture, we can't afford to be playing. We can't afford to think that we can make money off the. Uh, we can be become predatory in 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 our interaction with each other. But let me let me say something about what's happening with this administration. I think while we're paying attention to Stormy Daniels and other um, sensational-like, and while there are some other people who do not believe, I mean, I believe that the, what's the name of that paper, the National Enquirer? Lots of black people read that crap. Yeah, you know we sit around what saying it's crap, but lots of black people read the National Enquirer. My mother, uh, before she died, would call me to ask me about something she read in the grocery store because she wouldn't buy it. Um, I forbid. <laughs> <laughs> Something she read while she was standing in line in the National Enquirer. So we have to be very, very careful um, about being distracted. Because coming up, we're headed for a recession. We're headed for probably one of the greatest recessions since the George Bush era, black people are going to suffer. I mean, lots of people are going to suffer, but you know, black people suffer more than everybody else in this country. So, and and we've got that on top of the military takeover of our local police departments. There's not a day that goes by that there's not another incident where there has been a torture or just complete dehumanization of some black people by police uh, in this country. So we've got that on top of the economic issues, on top of the employment issues that that, um, the illegitimate president is touting. And we have a national crisis, the national crisis being that we have a president who is wreaking havoc in our government. He is churning 
it upside down and shaking it like it's a piggy bank for the last time. So I, I just think we we have to be very reticent. And I know I've talked through your break, and you were supposed to say... What my yeah, fault. What my you fault. Supposed to say, it was yeah. nice talking to you, Janice. I got to go to break, and I hope you'll call next week. Do you take two two calls in one hour, in two hours? No. Okay. So, Alpha, um, here we are. We can ill afford, afford flaws in our movement forward. And we have a lot of them. I was listening to Elijah Elijah Cummings on yesterday or Thursday. You know, when you're retired, your days get mixed up. And the weeks Mm, go by. I don't know nothing about that. I don't know nothing about that. The days go by so daggone fast. my God, when Welcome I look up sometimes, world. it's 4 o'clock. But anyway, um, I think that we've got no leadership, no plan, no strategy, but I refuse as a, as a broadcaster to allow that to be a void for craziness. Mm, okay. Okay. And with that, thank you, Alpha, for letting that, me have my. Time. I'm going to say thank you, thank you for your call, Janice, and uh, I must, I must keep it moving. And uh, we're blown past the break here, so should I take yes, I think I'll take a break. Six four okay. six, I see you, and I'm coming at you right behind. Me. <laughs> This is TruthWorks Network, the Black Voice Collaborative, where the truth is spoken more than once. The I.D. Claro Show. Real Raw Right Now Talk Media, I declare it. India declare real, raw, and right now.
Welcome back. Welcome back. Don't forget the I Declare show Tuesday nights, Friday nights, <laughs> Friday nights, 8 o'clock Central Time at the I Declare show. Host India Declare, 929-477-2867 is the number I can be reached. Let me take this next quick phone call. 646, welcome to the Alpha Show. Thank you for calling Truth Works Network. Hey, Alpha, what's happening, man? It's Jay. What's the good word? Hey, Jay. How's it going today, Jay? Oh, man, you know, it was good news, you know, to see that your boy, John Short um, McLean, has finally took his dirt nap. And um, it seems like um, your boy 45 is in a serious, serious trick bag that um, they finally may be able to put a little pressure on them so that um, they can get rid of them. Because um, anytime you give immunity to basically the third man in charge that's been with your organization for 50 years and no all the financial secrets done done your taxes and know where all the skeletons are buried at and all the other shenanigans that you done done, I think you're in a little bit of trouble myself. Well, you're right about that, Jen. Let me ask you this question about this entire scenario. What is your take and what do you think that um, that what what is the responsibility of the media at this time? They've gone a whole, over a whole year talking that we just don't know narrative. We don't know what's what he has. We don't. At this point in time, as I said from the very beginning, from day one, this man is an illegitimate traitor. Now he's an illegitimate felon. And the people that he uh, demanded loyalty from, he could he couldn't show them the same kind of loyalty. Is his butt in the sling? His butt is in more than just in a sling. And I think that he should be prosecuted with extreme prejudice. Well, I don't know how far they're willing to go. I don't think the media is any example of um you know justice and direction in regards to what's going on, because they're as complicit with some of this as well as he is. So the bottom line Not is... some of it, all of it. Well, some of it, you know, it depends. Some people agree with him, some people don't. The bottom line is it boils down to is, what is he willing to sacrifice? Is he willing to sacrifice his kids going to jail? Is he willing to have his corporation exposed for what it is? Is he willing to have well, his secrets out, put out? And But the thing well, is, is he also willing to do damage to the country in the process of his downfall? That's what you really got to watch out for with him. Because well, he's going like to do this, something to try and save his They're self. going to take him down. They're going to take him down and take him apart with the RICO Act. And they're going to do no. it in such a way. The, what do you mean, no? No, because because the Rico, 
the Rico Act is not something that they could play with while he's in office as the president. That's not going to no, no, happen. I'll tell you what's going to happen. This isn't about his being in office. Jay, Jay, just listen. Listen for a minute. I said they're going to take him and his organization. The charges, the investigation into the found Trump Foundation and the Trump Organization and the immunity given to the, the CFO, the financial officer, are state charges. You don't have to indict the president. You indict his children, all of them. Yeah, but, but you what indict I'm the children you is, and hold that over his head. Yeah, well, that I, that's the way that's the way I see it playing out. I see that at some point in time, within I would say the next four to six weeks, they're going to make a move on his kids. That's going to force his hand. Now, the thing determines. Are they going to wait for before November's election, or are they going to wait till after November's election? The reality is this. The way that it's looking like, they're going to set him up with his kids. They're going to put pressure on him to whereby we'll leave your kids alone, we'll let you go back to your business at hand, but you're going to have to give up the office of the presidency. I think that that's where it's gonna it's gonna lead to. Now, the only I reason I say enough, that is, Jay. no, it is a, it is enough because you you're dealing with a situation to where as his removal from the presidency is gonna cause great deal of trouble in this country with his base. So they're not gonna they're as not opposed gonna to what's the it. trouble that is now. I'll, I'll tell you what the trouble is. I'll tell you what the trouble is. The trouble is that they may become violent. And if they do become violent, black people are in no position to survive the violence that they may come at us with because we don't have the arsenal nor we have the position to save ourselves from what basically would be a semi-trial one that happened in Clarksville, Virginia last year. Oh, no, they're ready. They're prepared to act and behave in a very malicious and vicious way towards people of color, not only blacks, but other ethnic groups. So, no, they don't want that. And, and the United States government knows that, that's, that that is what's in play in this situation. So what will happen is they will make it to where as he will get out of office and business will go on as usual. The sad thing is you have somebody that will take over the position that is worse than Trump. So, I mean, this is is a situation to where, as no, it's not going to be no RICO Act. It's not going to be all of this um, Nixon and all this other garbage. If anything, it'll probably roll out like Nixon did. He'll just go on about his business in disgrace. And And knowing Donald Trump, the bottom line is he'll just go about his business, and he'll use the, the the avenues that he has to get right back in front of the American people and most Americans who voted for him and who placed him in the White House will support him over a period of time. But no, the, the, they are not going to allow him to continue to do what he's doing. But the bottom line is, in all truthfulness, at float, he's already done enough damage 
that's going to cost the country years and years to come. You know, well, you're right about that. You know, so, but, I mean, but, hey, but don't think no Rico or him winding up in the prison cell or anything like that. That's not going to happen, bro. It don't work like I mean, that. The, the, There's the, never the, been the, a president the Rico, that went the Rico into prison cell. Away, takes away bro, that don't apply to him. That don't apply to him, bro. Yeah. That don't apply to him. Did yes, Nixon lose his I, wealth? I suggest you look did it Nixon, up. Did, did Nixon lose his wealth? Answer that question. When he came out of the presidency with all of the stuff that he had going on and all of the stuff that he did, did he lose his wealth? Did he lose his wealth? When Nixon, yes came, no? Nixon, Nixon wasn't a money laundering, Jay. Nixon wasn't yeah, but it's not a they, matter, it's not a matter of money Jay, laundering. Jay, they have Come him on, by I'll the short hair. you got to be smarter than this. Yo, my man, they're you not going to allow not some Jay. of those. Jay, no, Jay you you're not paying attention, than than Jay. No, 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 you're the not attention is attention. They are not going to allow that white man who's in the, the strongest position in this country to lose his wealth. They're not going to allow that to happen to that white man. They're going to protect him enough that he will be right. allowed to keep his wealth. Who, think about it. Name me some individuals other than mafiosos who they have taken their wealth from as white men. Name me, give me three names of white men who they have. No, no, Jay, no, no. It's not give Rico you three. It's not give you wealth. three names of. It's not give you three names of white men. This man is a money launderer for the Russian mob, and that oh, will come, come out on, in the man. end. That don't mean, and the whole that don't mean nothing. That's nothing. No, no, no. And if it do come out that he's a money launderer for the Russian mob, based on the position that he attained in this country, it ain't gonna mean Jack Diddley. They gonna protect that man right, because Jay. that man knows enough secrets and have enough of a position in this country and held the, a biggest position in the country that they're not gonna do certain things them. It's not gonna happen. Okay, Jay. I I guess All we'll right. just have to agree we're, to we're, disagree. We're, Thank we're, you for your call, hey, Jay. Hey, have a good night, brother. Put me Take on care, hold. Man. All right. All right. Brother Jay, Brother, Brother Jay has uh, ideas that I simply don't agree with, and I think they'll bring him down from his RICO act. I better, I better take this break. Or I'll hear about it because uh, we blew past the other break, and it wasn't my fault, but. Um, we blew past it nevertheless. But if Republicans are playing cutthroat politics, why are the Democrats playing that? And why can't they be on the offensive? And that, that's the first. Here's the second charge. You've got the Republicans beating this old message of debt. And that will be the narrative. And the Democrats, you don't see this coming? You don't see this narrative coming as they force another debt fight. The best of political talkback, common sense, right from the concrete. Urban, progressive, politics, politics. 
all the truths. At TruthWorks Network, 10 p.m., Alpha drills down deep the lies in politics. It's just damn politics. The Alpha Show. That what we see before our eyes, the sky is green and the grass is blue. But one thing you can't deny, these people are sabotaging this economy and people are sabotaging this country. Nothing comes to a sleeper but a dream. Drilling down. Just damn. When injustice becomes law, resistance becomes duty. This is Alpha, hosting the best of pushback talk radio. The Alpha Show, only at TruthWorks Network, 10 p.m. That'll be 929-477-2867. Let me go right back to the phones. Uh, 757, welcome to the Alpha Show. Thank you for calling TruthWorks Network. Good evening. Are you there, my man? Brother Otis, how are you feeling this evening? Hey, look, I'm feeling fine, man. You covered so much stuff. I was going to try to touch on a little bit on on what uh, Sister Janice put out there. I actually had some personal contact with John McCain when uh, the Savings and Loan Crisis was going on in the 80s. I was a project manager at a Lake Dallas complex that was tied up with Lincoln Savings and Loan. And I, I can tell you this. If it weren't for John McCain being a war hero, more and more senators would have gone down. They used to come out there in groups of 8 to 10 and stand around and talk. And I, I grade prematurely. I'm going to go through the story fairly quick, then I'm going to switch to the other subject. I grade, grade pretty early. So, you know, white folks don't care about uh, old gray-headed black guys standing around. And I listened to some of their conversations. And after about two trips out there in about a six-week span, I talked to all the subcontractors and told them, you better start getting your money early. Don't take it 30 and 40 and 60-day receivables, the whole bit. Bottom line is I saved the black ones and a few Mexicans, and I let the white boys fend for themselves. And the reason I did that is because they were cutthroat and doing all kinds of crazy stuff on the project. So... I knew what was going on with the savings and loan, and I even called some of my old friends and started telling them about it. And and I'm I'm trying to get them to tune into your show because you'll probably be able to bring it up sometime in the in the future. But I want to get back to Jay. Jay is right, but for but for some of the wrong reasons. I sit on the ground on the missile silo, and every one of my crew commanders was top of their class in the Air Force Academy. What did they study? The art of war. Not just munitions, but the psychological, philosophical, and the history of war. Now, I bring this back to tell you this. Mueller is a thorough investigator, but he's also a manager. So I doubt that that Trump is going to do any time. They will probably get rid of him, but I doubt 
that they'll do it uh, uh, if they can, if they can manage it properly. They'll let him serve out this four years, and here's why: because there's too many Republicans and a few Democrats tied up in the whole Russia deal. I'm going to give you the information. In the last six weeks, at least two contingencies of eight to ten Republicans, congressmen and a few senators, have gone and met with Russian legislators and never said anything to the public about what they discussed. This is all in the midst of the Russiagate, Russia hack our elections. So that ought to tell you something. Now with Mueller, Mueller was involved in 9-11. He was also involved in the 80s with um, the Contra deal. And what they do is manage what comes out to the public. And he's going to take down some peripheral people. He's going to let Ryan and McConnell and Sessions, who are tied up in this too, because Sessions was the one that jumped on the Trump train early on as a sitting senator. These people know exactly what Trump was guilty of. And you're right about what's going to happen with the the, uh, RICO stuff, but that's mostly going to be on the state level. Is not going. Then the federal government is not going to pull a RICO act against Trump because it would bring down too many sitting senators and and congressmen. Now the other thing is the devastation that that uh, Janice was talking about. That's the part I worry about because our people don't want to study history. And I'm going to tie something in for you. Boots Riley just got on Spike Lee, and he got on Spike Lee for doing what most black people that get any prominence do. They'll let white folks run the show from behind, and they're nothing but puppets. Anybody that wants to buy the scenario that Stallworth was a great guy because he infiltrated the Klan is cuckoo. You're following a narrative because Stallworth was also instrumental in dismantling black uh, protesters and, and advocates That was his first job He infiltrated black organizations That is the only reason That they even gave him a chance At the the Klan And here's what I'm going to say to you The same thing I said on another platform If you look at the fact That the people he infiltrated His own people, black they're part of the reason that we got almost 40 political prisoners sitting in jail and the majority are black. Not for not for what they did physically, but for their ideas and the fact that they were organizing black people. They're still sitting in jail. And if you don't believe that, Sir Angela Davis was one of them at the time that we all thought was a revolutionary. But what has she been doing for the last 30 years? She's been sitting around. In a, in a college pontificating she, If you ask her a question I can mimic her for you Well uh, but uh, See um, that is uh, That is not a sign of intelligence A woman's vocabulary is good enough That if you ask her a question she ought to be Give you a straight answer but she's a pompous Ass I hope I, I hope you can Say that on the air but I've already done it Tying it back together To Boost Riley Boost Riley laid out The facts on why Spike Lee is not, quote, pro-black. Janice is talking about educating our people. Our people don't want the facts. One of the co-writers of that movie 
is a guy who graduated from American University. I learned in the 70s what American University is. It's a mill for the CIA, military, all about psychological warfare, how to manipulate people and use propaganda. When it first started, it was supposed to be overseas. But you know now they do it here in their own country. 1965, Project Camelot. Google it. You'll find out exactly what they're all about. This white boy wrote a script that's making a black FBI agent be a hero when, in fact, he's the same man that was instrumental in doing what I said earlier, putting at least almost 40 black people in jail. He did that for over about a five- or six-year period. So he's no hero. If he And here's the other part. Bruce Wiley laid it out, and, and uh, he, he showed the facts on, on exactly what went on with Stallworth. And he made it plain that if he infiltrated the plan and he knew some of the diabolical stuff that was going on in Colorado, Arizona, Oregon, Tanner during that period, that's when white separatists were killing all people and, and people were come, black people were coming up missing and nothing was being done about it. As a matter of fact, the guy Shatner that, that, that owned Papa John's Pizza, he even came out and said when he was growing up, they used to drag black people behind pickup trucks. All of that was going on when Stallworth was supposed to be infiltrating the Klan. And, and the facts are Klan, actual FBI informants pulled the trigger and shot at Freedom Riders during the 60s. So none of this, Spike Lee trying to make a film and say that this guy is a hero is nothing but COINTELPRO 2.0. It's, it's, it's turning our children's mind into doing just what Dennis was saying about John McCain. John McCain was a no good thief. He didn't think he was rich enough when he got back here after serving, uh, being captured for five years. And when he got in positions of power, he made he made inroads and changed laws for Keating to rob people all over, not just Arizona, but Arizona, Nevada, uh, parts of Arkansas, all doing land flipping, which I was telling you, that's where I ran into them when I was a project manager at Lake Dallas. I can give you some history on that and send it to your links. I'll do it tomorrow. And I'll show you exactly what they did and why. When it, when it was investigated, they didn't get all the players. They cut it off, and that was the first real bailout of, of corporate people and, and savings and loans. Now, the other thing, when it comes to Trump, they will take Trump down, but I believe they're going to let him serve out the four years, and then they will attack Trump uh, Enterprises and break it down. And all those venture capitalists are going to go in, gobble it up, Give him a few pennies on the dollar and some other uh, shell companies and stuff he has, and tell the public how they bought him down. Because there's not a of the two parties we have, none of them wants to go down in American history as being the one that actually impeached, impeached an active setting president. They ain't gonna do it. And if you look up Mueller's history, I'll send you some more information. You'll find out. He is meticulous, but he is a manager, and he works for the federal government. Not to bring it down, not to shame anybody, none of that. It is to manage it so it's acceptable to the public. And good work you do, brother. 
Thanks a lot, Otis. And the Otis, the um, what 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 was the guy's name that the movie is about? Star Wars. Star Wars, yes. He was a okay, black FBI. I, I, oh, he was a black FBI. Okay, because uh, that is one of the <laughs> that is let me put it like this: that is one of the things that holds very little interest to me when it comes to the movies and the 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 so-called. To me, Spike Lee is just making a buck. He's making a dollar. And, well, uh, you're, you're right about that. He also was exposed for, I put it up, as a matter of fact, I lent it to Bruce Riley before he, he uh, came out with his piece. He actually got paid about 216 or $19,000 through his production company to run the ads for the New York City Police Department to build better relations with the community. That's when stop and frisk and all that stuff was still going on. He was out here acting like he pro black. He don't want to call Trump's name, but he didn't he didn't bother to do the research. I'm telling you, that co writer, when they brought Jordan Peele to him, I've had black people tell me, Well, Spike didn't write the script. Guess what? Ava Dunay turned down Black Panther because they wouldn't give her the ability to change some of the stuff she didn't like. So if Spike Lee's supposed to be a leader and pro-black and a revolutionary, how come he got a production company that didn't do any background check on any of these people? I'm telling you, all of it is propaganda. Because he's, he's an entrepreneur. And I think, they don't exactly. care what you and exactly. I think because we're the old ones. This propaganda is for our youth, just like Janice was talking about earlier in the show. This is for the minds of our exactly. youth. The same people that are talk, calling John McCain a hero. How the hell is he a hero? He didn't just say that about You're Bruce. absolutely right. I, protest, I protested John McCain at the University of Arizona Student Center when he was trying to block uh, Martin Luther King's uh, birthday. And even after it passed, he was still running around at the, at the, uh, the um, Chamber of Commerce things because that, that's usually where they talk around white folks. And I was going to the breakfasts because I was XGI at the time on the interconnect there installing uh, electronic phone systems when they when they first broke up Marbell. And he and I went to a couple of the the, uh, the community breakfasts, the early morning breakfasts they had with the Kiwanis clubs and all that. And that's, you know, for businesses, you're trying to network and stuff. And he was still saying bad stuff about uh, Martin Luther King. And I raised my hand to speak, and they said they were running short of time and whisked him out of there. I can't stand his ass. He's just, he's just as racist as Trump is. The difference is he's got enough uh, cunning about him that he ain't going to be blatant. Exactly. Well, Otis, thanks a lot for the information, man. appreciate it. Right. And, as, and, as, and as always, <laughs> it is it is for the youth that we speak, and hopefully that they can absorb some of this information and not leave it to chance. Thanks a lot for your call, Otis. Hey, you still there? Yeah, I'm still Are you here. still there? I'm a, to make, to yeah, I'm still here. Do, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. All right. Look, I'm a, a little bit about the guy, the writer from the university from uh, American University. Google them on Wikipedia. I try, I actually put it on your page, and I, I put a note telling you to read it before the night because I was going to bring it up with you. 1965, Project Camelot. That, you in the chat room, that, right? 
Yeah, yeah. No, I put it you're, on your you're, you're in the chat. Yeah, I'm in the chat okay, room well, now. Also, but I put it, I put it also on your put it, earlier. Put today. it on the chat room. Okay. Okay, I'll pull it we'll up. Put it in the chat room also. But I want to say quickly, what they did, when you look into it, they are the same people that end up setting up the psychological warfare they used in Latin America and pulled the Milton Friedman shock and awe and ravaged Latin America, the same stuff that's still going on now. They were the ones, psychological warfare, propaganda, how to manipulate the minds of the masses. They first did the experiments on servicemen because it was against the law to, to mess with citizens here domestic. But when you join the service, your property. Just like it is with the Thirteenth Amendment. That's the other thing I want to bring up: the prison strike. You you got to you got to start talking about some of these brothers that's locked up because a large percentage are locked up for nonviolent crimes, and they're they're really just victims of a, a crooked justice system. Prison strike. Yeah, they're fasting and they're not on hunger strike. They're just on a strike. They won't. They they refuse to, to do anything. Oh yes, they're, yeah. Well, they're doing everything. Not not spending money for commissary. They don't want family uh, putting money on their cards to, to make phone calls. None of that. We had a guy named Swift Justice as one of the organizers that uh, called in on Black Talk Radio Wednesday night and gave us an update on it. And we've been working with him for the last two years. This is the second year of it. But uh, uh, and the other thing is. Some of these people muddying the water about whether or not we want to abolish the exception clause in the 13th Amendment or whether or not we want to abolish prisons. I'll send you a clip of Swift Justice, who is in jail now, and you know what he says? Anybody, t- Basically, anybody talking about abolishing prisons is crazy because he says that people like him that are in there for nonviolent crimes that have to come out into society. But he says he has to sleep with, eat with, and be head on a swivel because there are a lot of people in there that deserve to be in there. Anybody telling you right. about prisons is following NGOs and funds, people that want to figure out how to get fewer people in cages and make their money off electronic monitoring and increased uh, parole. So don't fall for that mess. I'll let you go, bro. Thanks a lot, Otis. Thank you for your call, man. Appreciate it. Brother hey, Otis. much love. Much love. All right, there. Take care. So, and that's what I enjoy about people who call the show. Uh, for the, the, the most part, <laughs> we are of like minds. We, uh, we kind of think the same, and... Uh, and for those who don't, I don't think the same as, you know, that's good. That's good. We can agree to disagree. And with the information and what you just heard, I'll ask this question. So as a people, not to certain, not to, to particular individuals, so you practice the same religion as the people that brutally enslave you, raped, lynched, and castrated your ancestors. And you think to do so shows wisdom? 
Why would you accept the Bible of your oppressor? Period. Period. You have to, we have to pass this along to our youth. We have to instill in our youth a certain level of common sense. Everybody feels they have self-esteem, but everybody doesn't have self-esteem. Or they have a different definition of self-esteem. Choose your leaders with wisdom and forethought. To be led by a coward is to be controlled by all that the coward fears. To be led by a fool is to be led by the opportunists who control the fool. To be led by a thief is to offer up your most precious treasures to be stolen. To be led by a liar is to ask to be told lies. To be led by a tyrant is to sell yourself and those you love into slavery. That's Octavia E. Butler, Parable of the Talents. Earthseed number two. And I like those um, quips, comments, give it a name. And if we don't adhere to them, if we don't feel like that there is something in it that we can pass on to our youth, and it comes from all fields, be it Octavia Butler and the one I read earlier about wisdom and accepting the Bible of your oppressor was uh, Denzel Washington. And another one is we're the only people on the planet, brothers and sisters, that still blame the white man for 95% of our problems, but spend 97% of our money with them. That's Brother Nuri Muhammad from the Nation of Islam. At every turn, someone is trying to tell us something. You remember the color purple and the song, somebody's trying to tell us something, something to that effect. It was a church song, so I don't know much about it. Um... I'm not a big church person. I didn't say I was an atheist. I didn't say I was a non-believer. I'm not just one of those believers. We have to do better, better than we're doing, better than we have been doing. You know better, you do better, period. There's nothing more troubling... There is nothing more disturbing to me than someone who simply don't get it. And to my to my friend uh, who calls all the time, and I really appreciate his calls. Just wait, wait, and watch the states assume this, because there are a few things that will happen that are going to happen. After the midterm elections, 
he will fire Jeff Sessions and bring on a new, a new Department of Justice head who will put his boot on the neck of the Mueller investigation. So this investigation and this report better come down pretty quick because right now he is farming it out to the states to bring this peril to his children. And whether he knows it or not, the darkness is coming and it's 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 unavoidable. And they will these states and these they will attack him with the RICO Act. And they should attack like I said, they should attack him with extreme prejudice because of the way he has conducted himself, because of the way he has attacked the intelligence community and just the way he has conducted himself as a president. The ruin he has wrought across this nation. You can't hold yourself as a law and order administration and believe that you are above the law. See, his arrogance and his authoritarian attitude believes that he is untouchable. With statements like rats and flippers should be uh, outlawed and, and everybody would be poor if he is impeached. Let's test that theory. I have no no delusions of grandeur that he is going to be vote, uh, impeached and found guilty in the Senate. The Senate will never muster 67 votes to find him guilty. They impeached Clinton. Let the Democratic Party impeach him in the House should and when they take over the House. Let Maxine Waters, who will be the head of the of the committee, subpoena his tax returns and find out his tax fraud, his uh, mail fraud, his wire fraud, his collusion with the Russians. And collusion is conspiracy. But he's been allowed to frame the narrative and call it collusion. So have at it. If you don't think he has made enough enemies, if you don't think that people get it, and to have a a trust in government again, this has to happen. Don't just bring him down. His entire presidency, every appointment, every executive order signed should be voided because his presidency should be annulled. And that should be the drum set, the drum beat. The table should be set in that fashion. Annul his presidency because of high crimes and misdemeanors, because of his failure to uphold the oath of office, because he simply is a con man, a liar, a grifter, and a thief. And 
they knew it. And he was put into the perfect place. He was compromised a long time ago, and it will continue. And as it continues to unfold every week, more and more and more come out. Now wait until they get a load of what's in that safe and wait until the grand jury hears testimony from the CFO of the Trump Foundation, of the Trump Organization. There are a lot of people who need to go to jail, and there are four people who really need to go to jail, and those are the Trump children and the Trump son-in-law. He will pardon Manafort at the end of this midterm election, and he will fire Sessions and eventually fire Mueller. He'll have no choice. But if the states have his children under criminal indictment, you can stop all that. You can slow all of that down and make him vacate the office. Do whatever it takes. Or lock up his damn kids. It's, <laughs> it's that simple. I've um, refrained from speaking on the transition of Senator John McCain, and I'll leave it at that. I'll simply leave. For me, I'll leave it at that because I have no expectations that somehow anything will change except for the fact that they will replace him with a hardline Trump supporter who will give him that 50th vote to do whatever the hell they want. It's a very dangerous time, very dangerous time for progressives, for our democracy. And like I said, if we don't flip the house, at least flip the house, I'm done. And I think that the people who continue this march down this path should also be done. I want to finish with what we should tell our children. about. It's about a blueprint in your life. And this should be indoctrinated and instilled in each and every this child. This is the most important and crucial period of your lives for what you do now and what you decide now at this age may well determine which way your life shall go. And the question is whether you have a proper, a solid, and a sound blueprint. And I want to suggest some of the things that should be in your life's blueprint. Number one in your life's blueprint should be a deep belief in your own dignity, your own worth, and your own somebodyness. Don't allow anybody to make you feel that you are nobody. Always feel that you count. Always feel that you have worth. And always feel that your life has ultimate significance. Secondly, in your life's blueprint, you must have as a basic principle, the determination to achieve excellence in 
your various fields of endeavor. You're going to be deciding as the days and the years unfold what you will do in life, what your life's work will be. Once you discover what it will be, set out to do it and to do it well. Be a bush if you can't be a tree. If you can't be a highway, just be a trail. If you can't be the sun, be a star. For it isn't by size that you win or you fail. Be the best of whatever you are. Finally, in your life's blueprint, must be a commitment to the eternal principles of beauty, love, and justice. Well, life for none of us has been a crystal star, but we must keep moving. We must keep going. If you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl, but by all means, keep moving. Everybody thinks we're wrong. Who are they to judge us? Mother, mother. Simply call the sweet where I hang on. Democrats must learn how to support a very important part of their coalition, other Democrats. <laughs> I know everyone is excited about Connor Lamb winning in Pennsylvania this week, but watching his TV ad is why I worry about how this party fights. My opponent wants you to believe the biggest issue in this campaign is Nancy Pelosi. It's all a big lie. I've already said on the front page of the newspaper that I don't support Nancy Pelosi. Okay, so this was a special election to replace a Republican who was staunchly pro-life but got caught pressuring his mistress to have an abortion, and the Democrats let it become a referendum on Nancy Pelosi. How about this for an ad? Democrats support abortion. So do Republicans when they need one for their girlfriend. Nancy Pelosi was never a scary radical. And Democrats long ago made a horrible mistake in deciding that when the Republicans called her that, they would just duck their heads and go along. What Nancy Pelosi did was pass the stimulus that averted a depression, pass the very best version of a health care bill this country's ever had, pass Wall Street reform after the Great Recession and the bill that saved the auto industry, pass the Fair Pay Act. These are things to brag about, not distance yourself from.
Learn the lesson that's staring you in the face every day in the person of Donald Trump. Voters don't care about how smart you are. Just don't be a pussy. <laughs> Hillary Clinton got 26% of the vote in West Virginia. Trump did better with Hispanics after calling them rapists and killers. Trump once said to a crowd in Iowa, How stupid are the people of Iowa? And then one Iowa in a landslide. As the people cried, it's about time somebody leveled with us about how stupid we are. Their attitude is insult me, lie to me, just lead me. Hillary had the right plan for coal country. Get them off coal. Now we've got to move away from coal and all the other fossil fuels. But I don't want to move away from the people who did the best they could to produce the energy that we relied on. De everything about that answer was right. But she did what Democrats always do. The second there was the slightest backlash, she backpedaled. It was a misstatement because what I was saying is that... Stop, stop! You already lost. It wasn't a misstatement, it was the truth. And... <laughs> She should have said, you heard me, coal is dead and it's about goddamn time. It's dirty, it's killing the environment, and it's killing you. Instead of pretending it's a great thing that a West Virginia man can die in a hole looking for rocks, just like his daddy and his daddy before that. <laughs> How about we're the party that's gonna get you out of the hole? What? What happened to selling the American dream of a better life for your kids? But Democrats are to political courage what Velveeta is to cheese. <laughs> Republicans just added 80 billion to a defense budget that was already more than Russia's, China's, and the next five countries com combined, including Wakanda. <laughs> And the Democrats went right along when they should be saying this isn't defense spending, it's welfare for defense contractors and the reason we never have money for anything else. But just like the Democrats' position on coal, love it, had some for breakfast. And guns, I love the Second Amendment too. They're afraid to make the counter argument. Republicans, they're all claws and sharp teeth and fangs when they fight. The Democrats, their weapon of choice is adaptive coloration. <laughs> I'm a leaf. <laughs> Don't eat me. <laughs> Vote for me, I'm the same pattern as the couch. <laughs> about this, Democrats? Let's create a brand new issue out of thin air, just like the Republicans do, and you can use it to practice having balls. <laughs> and we'll pick an issue that actually would help you, and that issue is this. Why the fuck do we need two Dakotas? <laughs> Are they really that different? I don't think so. 
combine these two states with a total population of 1.6 million get four senators. California with a total population of, have you seen the 405? <laughs> get two. There are more people in California named Dakota than there are in the Dakotas.